everyone knows how to play poker. 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 But do you know how to play poker well? Well, get ready to talk poker strategy with the people who run the games. Hear interviews with the stars. Get information on when to play, where to play, and how to play better poker. Poker. This is Poker Action Live, a weekly poker show with your hosts, Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez. And welcome once again, everyone, to another edition of the show. Big Dave, uh, flying solo in the studio tonight, of course, along with Gio, who uh, gets us on the air and keeps us on the air. But uh, Joe is uh, actually going to call in, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to hook him into the show at some point. But we are having some technical problems with uh, Skype, and and we will uh, see if we can get him going, but uh, can't promise anything. But I do have some taped interviews, a lot of stuff going on over at the Seminole Hard Rock, uh, the... Seminole Hard Rock Showdown, which uh, has a WPT main event, which will be taped for television. That starts this coming Friday. We do the shows on Wednesday, Wednesday uh, as a normal uh, course of events. But uh, a couple of days away is the main event. So I'll be over there this weekend watching a lot of stuff. I've been there a couple of days already and seen a lot of great action. The tournament kicked off with a 570 buy-in event which uh, it was kind of interesting. Uh, they did 3,030 entries, which is a huge field, obviously, and easily made the guarantee, the $2 million guarantee. And uh, everything's been going good over there. Uh, certainly, uh, people are having a lot of fun. And, and uh, actually, I think it was a $1 million guarantee now that I mention it. Uh, but uh, they cruised way past that early. Uh, they are up to uh, the Deep Stacks tournament, which uh, was uh, kind of put in place into this tournament because it was originally scheduled back in September for the Immokalee uh, location. And, of course, uh, they were in the middle of the tournament. I think they had about four events in and uh, never got to the, the main Deep Stacks event because of Hurricane Irma, which, of course, went right up the west coast of Florida and uh, caused a lot of damage at the Immokalee location, which is about 40 miles inland from Naples. And uh, certainly they were hit very hard. They did reopen their poker room later, but since then have decided to shut it down. So uh, there is no poker in Immokalee. There, I found out there is no poker at the Brighton Casino either. So it's pretty much uh, Coconut Creek, uh, Tampa, and uh, here in Fort Lauderdale, obviously, there's no more poker at the Classic, Seminole Classic, which is right next to the Hard Rock in Hollywood. But uh, they have three poker rooms, and uh, all are doing very well. But the smaller ones, they didn't feel a need to keep that going. They have uh, table games and uh, at some of them, and uh, they have the slot machines at all of them. But uh, at these places that are way out of the way, obviously, it wasn't worth them to keep the, the system running as far as poker is concerned. But uh, event number one was a very interesting uh, event, and one by a local here from Deerfield Beach, Stephen Bennett, who plays in really all the Seminole Hard Rock tournaments. He plays at the Isle and, and uh, all the big tournaments down here. I would call him a, a tournament grinder here from South Florida. It's kind of funny because there's, there's a couple of guys that sometimes I would get them mixed up a little bit as far as their names go. I know, I know obviously what they look like, but Michael Newman uh, was one, and Stephen Bennett was the other. Michael Newman won the... Uh, Seminole Hard Rock Rock and Roll Poker Open back in November, and it was his biggest payoff. And now this uh, one for uh, Stephen Bennett, who wins 186,000 event number one, just one uh, bullet for the 570 event. Uh, you know, congratulations to him, a uh, great accomplishment here. A lot of South Florida players in this one. In fact, uh, looking around at, at the huge table, by the way, they're playing this one in the new the Hard Rock Events Center where they're going to have a lot of shows and all their big concerts, uh, Hard Rock Live being torn down and as they replace all of the Seminole Paradise, the shopping and the clubs and the restaurants and the bars, is all being redone because of the new hotel, which is, uh, by the way, uh, looking pretty good, uh, shaped like a guitar, as you might imagine, and you can see it from everywhere in South Florida. Uh, Gio, you, you uh, yes, it, I right? saw it. I uh, went to Hollywood Beach recently, just you can, you east can, on Sheridan all the way down. You can be 5, down, 10 miles away, and, and you can see it sometimes. It's it, going to be the biggest building. It looks building. great, I, I actually. I, I like the way it looks. You could totally see the shape of the guitar yeah. ready going. and uh, I, Wow, it just it's humongous. It yeah. really is. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. Of course, that whole area around there is going to be developed, and uh, they'll have all new shops and 
restaurants and bars and that sort of thing. So looking forward to that. That's uh, slated for next summer, uh, 2019. And, of course, we'll lead into uh, the Super Bowl being here the following year and, and things just taking off. Obviously, they have the uh, name on the stadium, the Hard Rock uh, Stadium, in, which was formerly Dolphin Stadium and formerly Landshark and all the other names it had before that. But uh, it, th- things are taking off for the Seminoles here in South Florida. We've known that for a long time, and, and they continue to do things bigger and better. And uh, we're off to a great uh, series in this event. So Stephen Bennett wins event number one, the 570. Uh, and wins 186,000. There was a four-way chop, so he gave up some money to uh, split with the f- top four players. Uh, Josiah Santos, who I believe lives here in South Florida now, but is originally from Brazil, uh, takes officially second place. Dominic Pacelli from Lake Worth is third. Jack Shea from Hallandale Beach was fourth. The guy who led the uh, tournament, he, I believe he's from lives in New York now, but his name is Peter Eichhardt. He's originally from Sweden. He led most of this tournament and then all of a sudden got to the final day and ends up going out in fifth place. So immediately after he was eliminated, they uh, discussed a chop. And uh, with over $1.5 million in prize money on the line, uh, it was a pretty easy decision to kind of uh, sell for a little less money, maybe up, up top, just to uh, get things done and out of the way. Uh, Jerry Wong was also at the final table. He finished in seventh place. He's been playing very well, won a big tournament over at the aisle a couple of weeks ago. And uh, had some fun there. Anyway, uh, I've been over there the last few days and obviously run into a few people that uh, you see year after year. Some of the big names like uh, Will the Thrill Faila, who I talked to. It was kind of funny. Uh, years ago, we had had a bet about the number of players that were going to be uh, checked into an early one. And I dropped a $200 bet to him. And uh, ever since then, he's been picking on me to do uh, another prop bet on the number of players. So... Uh, when he saw me, he was at the table, and uh, when they were finishing up the uh, $1,100 buy-in event, the second day, uh, there was one level left, and then dinner, and then they were going to cut off the entries. So I think there was 439 entries for the day, and he said, uh, "Hey, Lemon, I'll give you five. I'll give you 475, 475, or and I'm going to take the under." He said, "Anything over 475, you win." And I said, nah, I'm not going to do it. You're too good at this. And as it turns out, there ended up with 502 entries. So I uh, blew the opportunity to take back some of my cash. So anyway, Will the Thrill is there, Alan Kessler, a lot of uh, other big-name players. Of course, all the locals are here. Uh, very interesting how it it ran out as far as uh, uh, players uh, in that tournament, big-name players uh, in the 1100. Not so much in the first one, the 570. That surprised me a little bit, but... Uh, I walked around, and there was probably three or 400 players, and, and I only knew a handful, to be honest. Uh, then this 1,100 came around, and I, I knew a ton of players. You know, there was a lot of them we've had on the show, and uh, everybody's uh, having fun and doing a great job. So um, kind of interesting how that shakes out, but obviously there will be a lot of big names here, and uh, the bigger-name players are starting to roll in. Phil Helmuth uh, is supposed to be in town today because he's doing a book signing, Tomorrow, his new book, Positivity, uh, from 7 to 8 o'clock at the Seminole Hard Rock, they're going to have a, uh, a book signing with Phil, open to the public. So uh, if you're interested, if you hear the show tonight and uh, you know before Thursday rolls around, you can head on over there and uh, talk to Phil and get an autograph of the book. And uh, kind of interesting uh, the way uh, you know the big names are really being published now, and, and, and there's a lot of stuff out there, a lot of great stuff. Not that it's new for Phil. Uh, uh, Lucky Draws and Bad Beats was one of his books, and uh, obviously uh, he's had uh, three or four of them. So uh, anyway, you'll get a chance to see that. But the uh, the $1,100, uh, $1,100 buy-in tournament, 250000 guarantee, they crushed that. Uh, they went over that the first day. There was uh, two opening sessions uh, on Monday and then two yesterday on Tuesday, and after mo- Monday night, they were already over the guarantee. So it ends up uh, now with a very big uh, field of 816. So a prize pool uh, probably approaching 900,000 for the 250,000 guarantee. So uh, they're down to 26 players. They just had a tra- uh, three-table redraw, and one player has been eliminated. But it's interesting that uh, going into today, uh, some of the big names that led this thing, uh, I'd like to run that down for you just to, to give you an idea 
of who's here and who's playing. The chip leader was Joseph Chong going into today, 384,500, and just 500 chips behind Muckle Pahuja. So uh, a big crowd and uh, a lot of big names in there. Uh, Tony Dunst in fourth place. That was the t- that was the field going into today. So um, we're keeping an eye on everything that's happening over there. A lot of big names have been eliminated uh, today, and they're down to the final 26. But uh, we'll give you an idea who's left of that field and talk about a couple other things as well. I did a couple interviews yesterday, so I want to play some of those in the show tonight. Uh, Got a chance to talk with Ken Aldridge. We mentioned uh, Will the Thrill Faila. And if you think back to the first year we started doing the show, uh, the LAPC was one of the most uh, entertaining early tournaments of my show. And, of course, that's where I got to know Will a little bit. And he's been on the show many times since then. I hadn't talked to Ken Aldridge for a couple of years But a great guy, and uh, we're going to hear from him in a minute. The other interview I did was with the married couple, Tim and Ness Riley. Uh, Ness has had a fourth-place finish. Just to give you a little background, Ness had a uh, fourth-place finish back in January here at the Seminole Hard Rock Lucky Hearts Tournament and ended up finishing in fourth place. Uh, Tim, also a very good player. We, We first met them, if you're in the poker world, a couple of years ago, 2015, both made very deep runs. They lived in Massachusetts at the time, told me they since have moved to Vegas. But uh, Tim finished 360th in the main event, and Ness finished 244th, so she got the upper hand there. And last week I talked about a story out at Planet Hollywood in Las Vegas, the WSOP circuit event. They were both uh, coming down in, late in the tournament and uh, playing at the same table. And uh, Tim actually knocked Ness out of the tournament. So uh, that's always a great story and kind of interesting when uh, married couples uh, go head-to-head at the table. Uh, Just to give you a little background on that hand, uh, Tim had raised 18,000 chips. The action folded back to Ness, so just the two of them were in the hand. She shoved all in her last 66,000, about seven big blinds. And it folded back to Tim, who had about 100 big blinds. So he eventually, uh, after going into the tank for a minute, he eventually called with pocket threes. She had ace-10 offsuit, and it was pretty much a race right then. Uh, but the flop fell uh, queen, three, deuce, offsuit, rainbow, and uh, that gave Tim the set and commanding lead. The turn was a four, so that uh, gave a little opportunity for uh, Ness to uh, pick up the the wheel straight but uh, King ended her uh, tournament, and she was knocked out. So uh, eventually he finished 26th in that tournament, and she finished in 46th. So uh, got a chance to pull them aside and talk to them, the interesting uh, things they go through as a married couple that plays against each other occasionally and what their life is like. We talked to them uh, for a few minutes yesterday. Tim and S. Riley here, and uh, just three months ago you were right here, final table. Uh, probably the biggest payday of your career, I'm assuming. Uh, what are your thoughts about coming back here? And I, I'm sure that's part of why you're here. Uh, it's really nice. I love it here. Um, it's, a, it's a really well-run casino. The staff is amazing. The location is amazing. Um, I don't see any reason for not coming. Is there something special about you know being here as far as the way you play or the way you're running as far as cards go and that sort of thing that you felt like, when I come back there, I'm going to catch some of that magic again. <laughs> um, I definitely believe that the places you feel good at um, are places when you're you're going to do better because just because you feel good, it's all about feeling good, and then good things happen. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Tim and, and as a married couple here, so as media people, we're always looking for that special angle, and of course. You know, you know, you gave it to us uh, a couple of years ago out in Vegas in 2015. Um, but the story is at Planet Hollywood, you knocked her out late in the tournament. Uh, that's got to be almost tougher on you than her. Uh, yeah, it was a pretty tough spot. Um, it was it's a spot where like, I felt like a torn between at the time between my relationship with my wife and how I, you know, as a poker player, to ever play else in the field to be playing fairly. Um, if it was a hand like, you know, aces or something like that, I, I feel like it's a, I have to call, obviously. With the threes, 
it was a little bit more you know, open for interpretation. I was getting the right price to call. But, you know, with the fact that I have my wife in the hand, there's more to poker than to just, like, you know, making the right mathematical call. Sometimes you fold to a player because, uh, for ICM reasons, sometimes you fold because he's a weak player who doesn't give you a hard time and you have a good advantage over it. So by me folding I mean, would have been better for me as a poker player. It would have been a few smoother nights for sure. But Everybody always goes, wow, look at that. I mean, you know, it makes a big deal. But you probably played in many tournaments together and knocked each other out uh, before. No, that was the first time. That was the first that time? That was the first time we really? knocked each other out. We played in some tournaments together. And, and, that, and that's the thing is we don't, we don't soft play each other, but we don't, we're not going after each other either. We're not like, like and I'm a person at the table, whereas I have no friends for the most part. Like, I'm going after everybody. But my wife is somebody who is off limits to me. I'm never going to go after her. So it's, it, it creates a weird dynamic, which I don't like playing. I don't like having to watch out for a certain person out there. Like, I want to have to be sensitive to like, you know, like whether she's in the hand or not. I just want to be you know, doing my own thing. So that's and, and how about you? Were you mad? Did you, did you like not take the bones out of his uh, chicken or something? <laughs> well, it was for sure tough on me at the beginning. But then, um, I mean, everything, everything, all, everything we go through bring us closer together. Um, and at the end, um, he he knocked me out. But it's not like if he didn't believe it would be like my last deep run or like he believes in me, and that's why he plays at me like that. So, so if, at the end of the day, we. We learned so much from it, and now we like joke about it. Um, we, jo we just joke about it right now. Have you learned how to deal with the whole aspect of uh, you know talking about what's happened in a tournament when you're playing in the same tournaments? I mean, that's something special there, really. To be honest, I think that um, it's really important to to be fair to everyone. Even though, for sure, I'm not going to feel the same way busting my husband. Uh, I'm for sure going to feel some guilt if, if that happened. Um, but at the same time, I feel some guilt folding a big hand that I shouldn't be folding for other players I'm playing with. So um, I think right now, really, it's about really playing some good poker. Um, I wouldn't go after him. Like, I don't really go after anyone at the table anyway. But um, I just I just feel like um, I can't... Um, I really can't tell what I would do until the spot come in, and then you're like, okay, what's his range? What is he gonna show up on me? Like, it really is. Every hand is different, and every moment is different. Some players would be like, some players would be like, oh, I'd be like holding aces to my wife or things like that. And truly, I don't think you should, or I don't think even they know that they would actually end up holding aces because. You, you don't know how you're going to act until this, you're right on the spot. Okay. Well, I know you're eager to get to dinner here, but uh, wish you luck this week. Uh, what are your plans for this summer? Are you going to spend seven weeks out there, or you have uh, stuff going on in, in the Boston area that, that would oh, keep you home? We live in Vegas, Vegas now. Now. Oh, you do? Okay. <laughs> okay. Larry Bird jersey regardless. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you know right now that there's a good chance the Boston's going to play Miami in the first round. So, there is. Uh, yeah, we're be. pretty beat up right now, though. We're... we're, we're we're not looking good. If, if we get by the, the Miami, um, I mean, we don't, I don't see the stuff is going very far without without Kyrie, without. Uh, but you Josh gotta Mark see and, it if you if you want us to make it. Of course, I'm not gonna say it <laughs> lose, but I, I think that they have a, an uphill journey ahead of them. For well, sure, but a lot of good players. Uh, yeah, you know. a lot of good players. And Tatum is an outstanding player. Absolutely, that's what I told him. Yeah, that's my favorite thing. Is that. I think that Tatum, Tatum's been able to show his like the growth, and he's had to step it up, and he's. Like, been unbelievable with Hayward going down right away he had to step in as a starter and he's blown away everyone's expectations so yeah that's really encouraging for the years coming so they're you're young they're healthy they got a million picks it'll be a it's gonna be a good time for, there okay. for a while. So. Well, let's see you both at the final table here yeah, at the main. Okay. Thank you. okay good thank luck you very much. That's uh, Ness and Tim Riley, a married couple that uh, plays poker, and uh, Tim knocked her out of the tournament as as they mentioned in in uh, Vegas last week, but. Um, Certainly uh, a nice couple, obviously huge basketball fans. Uh, she was wearing a Larry Bird jersey at the final table here in January. And uh, obviously he knows his basketball as well. So certainly probably we'll have another couple conversations with them if uh, the Heat ends up playing Boston or uh, Philly or whoever. But we're going to find out tonight as we do the show. But uh, we will check that out. Let's take our first break in the show. When we come back, we'll hear my interview with Ken Aldridge. 
Uh, great guy. Really liked this guy, uh, and uh, uh, he was very uh, generous with his time coming back from a break and even got uh, back a little late, I think, uh, when the action was getting underway, but I really appreciate his time, and he it's a very interesting conversation. We hope you'll stick around for that. We'll be back with more of the show after these messages. This is Poker Action Live. This is Big Dave for PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Want to know what's really cool? Your charitable tax-deductible donation every time you play. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com, the feel-good gateway to fun and prizes. Play free. Learn our system. Get 50,000 free chips and play for prizes. Play for scholarships that benefit Caribbean students. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Take it from Big Dave. A win for you is a donation to Caribbean education. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Energy drives our nation's economy and is an important part of our daily lives. By taking steps to become more energy efficient, we can all save money and help reduce our nation's overall energy demand. I'm Energy Secretary Sam Bodman, encouraging you to use Energy Star products and appliances such as dishwashers, washing machines, and thermostats. They can reduce your energy bills by up to 30%. Replacing your existing light bulbs with Energy Star qualified fluorescent lights in the lamps and fixtures throughout your home will save up to 50% on lighting costs. By installing Energy Star storm windows and double pane windows, you can reduce energy loss in your home by 25 to 50%. You have the power to make a difference. By using Energy Star products, you can reduce your home energy bills and help our nation reduce its energy use. More information on Energy Star products and savings can be found at www.energysavers.gov or call toll-free 1-877-337-3463. This powerful savings message is provided by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Alliance to Save Energy. Welcome back to the show. Big Dave Lemon here in studio in South Florida. And, uh, of course, the big Seminole Hard Rock Showdown is uh, underway. Big weekend coming up. Phil Helmuth coming to town for a book signing tomorrow. And, uh, of course, a lot of big names that we'll have in town here and try to get some more interviews for the next couple of weeks. Uh, they are playing the $1,100 WPT Deep Stacks event, which was rescheduled uh, from September in the Immokalee location. They don't have a poker room anymore, as I mentioned. So they are playing that here. Real nice turnout for that, by the way. 816 players in the $1,100 event. And chip leader, uh, when they came back from a short break, uh, Zach Donovan is 1.5 million chips. Jackson Lasky in second. Uh, Joseph Chong, fifth place for currently, oh, 900,000. Some other players you may know. Uh, Arcadi Sinis who lives down here in Miami now, 790,000. Nancy Birnbaum uh, is a popular local player here, 265K. Tony Dunn's still hanging in there. He's got 200K, as does Alan Kessler. And uh, they are finishing things up to probably get this done tonight, uh, sometime during the evening. They've had the three-table redraw. redraw. Uh, I believe Robbie Raghavan is uh, still in there as well. Don't see his name on the list, but... uh, they are. They have had a couple of players uh, eliminated, so uh, we'll get an update here shortly and let you know what's going on over there. Uh, they are also playing a 1650 purple chip bounty event using the big blind ante that we talked about last week. They are trying that out over there as well. Uh, so they are down to 24 players. So we'll keep an eye on both those events tonight. Uh, out of 145 entry, that's a 1650 buy-in. And we are also taking a good look at some of the other early results. The seniors event, uh, if Joe was with us, he would uh, be interested, obviously, about that. But uh, they finished, that was event number two. And that finished earlier in the week. Uh, That was, uh, let's see, that was won by Bruce Friedman, who uh, won just under $10,000. He defeated uh, Jeff Kessler head-to-head. It was pretty much an even chopped at the end. Friedman had a few more chips, so he got to take home the trophy. Uh, Zoltan Singkata finished in third. And a pretty nice turnout for that one for a seniors event. There was a total of 177 entries. That was event number two. Uh, Also, event number three was an interesting story. A fellow named Graham Bagg was the winner of the Omaha Hilo $300 buy-in tournament. A total of 92 players in that one doesn't seem that the mixed games are really taken off like we had hoped, but uh, not bad for, for that size of a tournament. 
he uh, made a three-way deal. Steve Allen and Leonard St. Germain taking home 5,100 and his first Hard Rock Trophy. The interesting story about this one is he didn't even know how to play Omaha Hilo. Never had played it before. His good friend and business partner, a fellow named Lance, taught him the game 24 hours earlier. So he came into the tournament, and uh, he came here and won it. Uh, Lance was teased him and said, he said, I told him it was the perfect game for him because he's the biggest luck box I've ever seen in my life, and he's just a calling machine. So I taught him how to play, and then he went out there and won the tournament. Of course, Bag said it was all talent. Anyway, he's a guy from uh, Boca, originally from Charleston, South Carolina, and he was the winner of event number three. That was the Omaha Hilo. Uh, Errol Massey, local player, finished fifth. Nancy Birnbaum, who I mentioned earlier, she finished in sixth place. Robert Campbell, very good mixed game player down here in South Florida, finished in tenth. Uh, other events uh, that have been completed, let's see, there was a PLO8 event that I was at last night. I don't have the results right in front of me, but uh, we're keeping an eye on everything that's happening out there. There was a uh, PLO tournament, 360 PLO, 97 entries uh, that was completed, and Seth Weinberg was the winner of that one. He took home uh, $8,875. $8, uh, some other people were uh, familiar with Richard, Dr. Richard Blanchard, who I've met a couple of times, finished in sixth. And an interesting name in tenth place, Brandon Duvdevani. We have had Lenny on the show and, of course, Regette. And uh, had some fun times with them. But he is an up-and-coming young player. And uh, not a big prize. He finished in 10th, won $800. But, uh, hey, you know, you got to cut your teeth somewhere. Anyway, we'll keep an eye on some of those other tournaments as well. But uh, having a lot of fun talking to some people over there. The new Hard Rock Events Center. Uh, they have a big uh, summer ahead of them, including three nights for Britney Spears at the uh, new venue. It's, it's somewhat similar to uh, Hard Rock Live. I can remember, uh, I think it was eight years ago, 2011, seven years ago, when they had the first ever Seminole Hard Rock Showdown, and they had it in Hard Rock Live. And uh, it was very similar to what they have now, but uh, obviously on the arena floor, all the tables set up. They have 76 tables in this one. I can't remember exactly how many they had in the old one. But uh, with the bleachers... uh, on a little bit higher level than uh, the seats are here at this one. But uh, if you look at the end, you may have seen some pictures on their uh, website. And uh, this is a huge arena for a poker venue. So uh, they're out of the ballrooms now. That's where the regular poker room is in. And uh, stopping by the other night, uh, that place was absolutely jammed. So uh, they are having a lot of great action over there. And we'll be checking it out this weekend. But I did get a chance to talk with Ken Aldridge. Interesting interview. Uh, Ken is from uh, North Carolina, but uh, his biggest event uh, was many years ago at the uh, LAPC uh, when he went head-to-head and finished, ended up finishing second in the uh, LA Poker Classic, uh, losing to Will the Thrill Fayella. And here's our conversation uh, yesterday with Ken Aldridge. I'm with Ken Aldridge, who uh, I've gotten to know over the years. In fact, Ken, the first... Um, time I met you was one of my first tournaments I covered. Uh, LAPC was, or the uh, the tournament where you went head to head with Will the Thrill, uh, and then I met you right shortly after that, and we talked, and a few times since then. But uh, I know that if it's Sunday on the PGA Tour, Tiger Woods is wearing red, and if I see Ken Aldridge, he's going to be wearing yellow. That's so, correct. So that any just correct. just like a kind of a quirk that you feel? Well, no, what happened was. Um, when I just first started uh, studying this game a little bit and everything in 09, I actually won a WSOP bracelet. But the first day, I was wearing yellow, and a friend of mine stepped behind me and said, uh, my chip started growing. I said, you need to stay back there all the time. He said, no, you just need to wear yellow every day. <laughs> I wore yellow every day and won the bracelet. So it was history. I'm wearing yellow. You know, I've worn yellow every time I play there, focus. There's got to be some kind of uh, apparel tie-in there uh, with some company uh, on the line, huh? No, not really. But uh, it's uh, I get so many people giving me yellow hats or yellow something, you know. So I've I, I've got a closet full of yellow and racks of hats sure that are yellow. So. Uh, looking back, it's a long time ago now when you played Will the Thrill and yes. you finished second in that tournament. And that was still, I think, one of the most entertainment entertaining tournaments 
performance I think I've seen on TV. I go back and watch it once in a while. Yeah. You had the guy at that table who was like managing a McDonald's or something. Right. Right. A yeah. pretty interesting yeah. uh, day. But uh, now you look back and you're still playing. Um, has it been everything you thought it was going to be? Oh, and and more. I mean, I've I've done really well. No more, no more often. You know, no more than I play. You know, I'm not out here regularly. You know, on the circuit, but I I pick my spots maybe you know six or seven times a year, and I've really I've really done well. I mean, no more than I, I feel like I could be a great player if I played often, but because I just because of my right. work and my interest at home okay. is greater. Uh, I'm I'm at least an average player, and 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 uh, you're being too been, modest. <laughs> well, but I, I I I have been very successful, no more than I thought. I think. Well, I didn't see any results there for a while. Then all of a sudden, LAPC again this year, oh, yeah. three final tables in four days. Right. Yeah, well, tell me about that. Well, the thing is, they weren't large numbers. I actually made four final tables. Okay. But uh, one ta- one final table, I made eight. They only paid six. So you know that. But but actually. Uh, it was so much fun. I'm playing the mixed games a little bit more, yeah. and uh, the math is easy for me. It always has been, and so that's one of my strengths. But and if I'm catching cards, it, uh, but you, you know, in any large tournament, you've got to get lucky, you know, a couple of times to come from behind or whatever might happen there. But uh, if uh, it's just like everyone, if you if it's your turn and you play the cards like you should, you've got a shot at you know making that final table or even winning. And, uh, I, I, my thing is the social part. Uh-huh. I love it. I mean, you I, do have a good time. Oh, I have a great time. We had. We, I'm having a ball at this table. We are. We are laughing. It's, I mean, it's just great. I mean, it, it, if, regardless of what happens now, I've had a table that I have absolutely. I mean, just it, it's been great. Uh, you do seem to be here uh, quite often. Is this one of your high points of your year uh, as far as poker goes? It is. Being in South Florida. Yeah, I yeah, oh, uh, yeah. Florida's becoming huge with poker. And, you know, coming down here, it's warm, too. Well, it's warm at home now. Fine. How about this? I go to LAPC, and it's warmer in North Carolina than it was in, in California. So it was kind of different. But uh, it's. Uh, but no, I enjoy the warmth. And I've got a lot of friends that, that come in here. And one of my best friends, or anyway, he's from Burlington, North Carolina, where my business is and where I grew up. Crippled Action Josh. Okay. He's in a wheelchair. Uh, his dad has to lift the cards up for him. Okay. Play. He's in his 30s, but he's a great player. Yeah. But James Woods, uh, Miami John, myself, and a few others have put him up down here. Is that right? He's gonna be. He's gonna play in the main. Oh, good. Oh, we're. He's so excited. We are. And he. And we've got 50 percent of him. And they're driving down because of all the equipment they have to bring down. Uh-huh. Uh, that rather than flying. But his parents are, are bringing him down. Uh, he'll be here Thursday. And I'm so excited for him, and I'm expecting him to win. <laughs> really, he's a great player. Well, and we, I, we're I, just having fun, you know. I've seen a few guys like that. We have a local player here named Jeff Fogle that has uh-huh. ALS and, okay. and is in a wheelchair now and still plays very well. He has to have someone, you know, show him the cards and right. put his chips in and everything. But, you know, hey, it's, it's what's up here that exactly. counts. Exactly, and Josh is a great player, and we're, expect, we're expecting a lot from him, I'm telling you. No, but we're excited that he's going to be here, and I, think, and I know he is. He's just For sure. thrilled to be here. I know you got to get back in in just a minute. You're playing back in the... Uh, the $1,100 deep stacks, yes. Yes, uh, and uh, you just uh, last summer played in the Super Seniors the first time. Uh, you now that you've passed 65, uh, you made the final table there, and uh, your biggest payday ever, I believe, right? The biggest payday this that year, anyway. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, tell me about how you did in that tournament and what the difference is. People say, oh, a bunch of old guys over there, they don't know how to play, but yeah. hey. No, some of them really do know how to play, and it's just same same way. Now, don't get me wrong. There, there are a lot of them that are in there. I think there's a lot of them that play less in that tournament than a lot of right. tournaments, and therefore you do have, you know, uh, a lot of uh, people that haven't uh, been around the poker as much as I have. Even, but uh, again, the math is so, you know, like I said, I, it's pretty easy for me, and uh, it's. They're maybe easier to read for me because they're my age. <laughs> uh, as far as that tournament went, 
Uh, the great story was James Moore, back-to-back -back titles in the Super Seniors in Vegas, and back-to-back -back in any kind of tournament anywhere in space. But I mean, Vegas, uh, you know, World Series, yeah, two, those numbers, two bracelets. Yeah. Oh, that's that's huge. And obviously, that's you huge. played with him at the final table. Yes, what did yes. you think of him? Oh, oh, excellent. You know, he, he just he just knows what he's doing. He really does. And uh, and he was reading the people really well. He really was. And so uh, we'll just. Uh, you know, but, but poker, like I said, the social part of it has made my life so much better. It really is. I love, you know, when you've got, when you, whether it's on your phone or whatever, or where you're at a, an event, when you've got people from all over the world that you can call your friend, right? It's really great. It really well, is. I know you're always smiling. Yeah. Oh, uh, right. Let's hope at the end of the week uh, you're smiling at the final table. Well, I've got average chips now. Okay. I just want to have average chips when it gets down to one. Yeah. Okay. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> thank you for your time. Listen, thank you. That's uh, Ken Aldridge, uh, great guy, and uh, hadn't talked to him for a while, but. Uh, uh, it was very nice and remembered me from uh, interviewing him a couple times before, and uh, certainly was fun talking to him. Uh, you know, will the thrill with such a biting sense of humor. I, I went back in and I said, "Hey, I just uh, uh, talked to Teach, which is Ken's uh, nickname." And I said, uh, and just to, just to tease him a little bit, I said, uh, "He still thinks he should have beat your ass in that tournament." And he said, "Not the way he played aces." So always has a comment there and uh, enjoyed it. Uh, a few other stories we'll get to here later in the show as we wind things down. Uh, I do want to update the uh, the WPT Deep Stacks event from the Hard Rock. We'll give you the chip counts. They have gone on dinner break there. They're down to 22 players. And we'll give you a couple of the other uh, bracer uh, trophy winners from uh, this event and look forward to a big weekend there. Uh, the main event starts on Friday the 13th. And how about that, Friday the 13th? Might not get too many good cards. But uh, there will be a couple of uh, day ones uh, there as well. So uh, we'll keep you up to date. That's a $3,500 buy-in. And uh, we'll be televised uh, later on in the year. So we'll be have fun looking at that one. And we'll try to talk to a bunch of people and get them on the show next week if we can. Uh, let's take a break here on the show. We can, you can always pick up the program. On uh, our website at PokerActionLine.com, you can go to iTunes, uh, search Poker Action Line, download the show, subscribe to it, and then every time you open iTunes, it'll uh, download the latest program. Uh, we'd love to have you rate and uh, make some comments about the show if you can on there. Uh, I got some nice tweets over the week uh, from a couple of people and uh, that enjoyed the last few shows, so uh, happy to hear from you anytime on our t Twitter account at PokerActionLine. Or uh, send us an email, bigdave at pokeractionline.com. You can also pick up the show on SoundCloud, on the uh, Poker Fuse podcast page, on Hold'em Radio Network, and uh, several other places. Uh, SoundCloud is probably a good opportunity to get the shows. Or if you go to stitcher.com, you can get us on there as far as uh, podcasts go. So we hope you'll stay with us as we head toward the World Series this summer. And we'll update a couple of things later in the show. The Poker Players Alliance is apparently in trouble. Uh, did not raise the money that they had hoped. Uh, a new president of the Global Poker Index. Uh, we'll talk about that. And a new game at Poker Stars called uh, Split Hold'em, which is uh, now being offered. So uh, we'll talk about a couple of those things as well. Also a new controversy from the Heartland Poker Tour. So a few of the things we'll touch on toward the end of the show. But we'll be back with these messages, and uh, we'll return right after this. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet. It will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. A lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, 
The prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, and you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. WFO Radio NHRA Nitro is all about the NHRA Full Throttle Drag Racing Series. Join Joe at 7 p.m. Eastern each Tuesday night for the first edition of NHRA Nitro. Featuring the NHRA's Alan Reinhardt, Race winners stop by to talk about bringing home the Wally. Every Tuesday night, following NHRA national events, NHRA Nitro is available on demand anytime on the WFO radio application and at WFORadio.com. Welcome back to the show. Big Dave Lemon. Joe will be back with us next week. Uh, he is going to be out a couple of weeks, so I'm working on a couple of uh, guest hosts. Uh, I do want to get in touch with uh, Robbie Straczynski, our friend over in Israel, that uh, very interesting guy that does a, works really hard at uh, promoting poker and has his own website called Card Player Lifestyle and uh, has been out in Vegas a couple of times recently, including he was at the... Uh, the awards show, the American Poker Awards, and uh, actually introduced one of the winners. So uh, uh, really moving up in the business has some inter- really interesting stuff, uh, some interesting card games as well. Uh, I do want to uh, mention a couple of the other winners uh, in this event. Uh, they're going on at the Hard Rock. Uh, event number six was won by Matt Yora. Uh, event number five was the uh, $300 Deep Stack Turbo. And that was also a three-way deal at the end of it, won by William Black. Uh, the interesting thing about that one is Kevin Mathers finished in second place in the tournament. A lot of people in the poker industry really familiar with Kevin. Uh, Kev Math is the guy who does all the tweeting of, at the World Series of Poker out at the Rio in the summer. And anybody that has any questions about anything sends him a tweet, and he posts it all over. And a uh, very knowledgeable guy. And uh, he ends up winning the, uh, or finishing second, I should say, in event number five. Did get the chop, so uh, took home uh, $7,300 for second place there. And Gil Natchum finished in third. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, number six was won by uh, Matt Yora. Event seven was uh, won by Gabriel Ramos. Uh, It was his third final table of this series already. He's pretty good. He uh, plays the mixed games. He he won the uh, Omaha 8 Stud 8 Mix, uh, winning that one. Um, That one was a four-way chop. Matt Axelrod, who uh, many people may be familiar with, another blogger, uh, he works for the Isle Casino and does their blog page. Uh, good guy, good mixed game player as well. Brandon Birkenfeld finished in third. Larry St. Jean, St. Jean finished in fourth place. And uh, that was pretty much an even split. To all one just over $4,000 for that one. That was the split. Omaha 8 stud 8 game, $300 buy-in, had 91 players. So they are uh, on the dinner break now. At the uh, $1,100 event, we'll give you some of the upcoming schedule as well. But currently right now, let's see if we got that for you. Uh, 22 players left are at the dinner break. And coming up, uh, let's see let's see if I can get the latest for you here. Uh, Joseph Chong is still alive. And that one has about a million chips. Uh, Michael Turinek is now the chip leader. And he... Uh, has over 3 million chips, so he is the chip leader in this one. And Nancy Birnbaum still alive. Uh, 
Uh, Zach Donovan, one of the chip leaders, he has 2 million chips. Dennis Rodriguez, 1.25. And Chong, as I mentioned, with 1,055,000 chips. But the chip leader, Michael Tournek. Uh, Ravi Raghavan, Raghavan is still in, uh, in the tournament. He has 970,000. Tony Dunst is also still alive, 405,000. Arkady Sinis with 925. So they're down to 22 players. And moving toward a conclusion here tonight, um, they are getting back underway shortly after coming back from the dinner break. Other events uh, still to come. Obviously, I mentioned the main. Uh, just to look at some of the schedule real quickly for you, stuff this weekend. There, uh, the main event will be Thursday at noon, Friday at noon, Saturday at noon. There's actually three opening days. And uh, let's see. No, I'm sorry. Take that back. Uh, two, it'll be Friday and Saturday, not Thursday. Thursday is the eight-handed tournament. And they will also be finishing up day two of the Purple Chip Bounty tomorrow as well on Thursday. Uh, Friday is uh, the opening $3,500 uh, day 1A. Starts at noon, also at, or starts at 11 a.m. I should say. Uh, also starting at 11 a.m. on Saturday is 1B, and that is a three million dollar guarantee for that tournament. Uh, coming up later after the weekend, in early next week, will be uh, let's see. Sunday is the Big Stack Black Chip Bounty event, thirty thousand guarantee for 360 buy-in, and the High Roller also starts on Sunday at 2 p.m. 25k. Uh, and they will finish that up on Monday. Uh, a few other tournaments toward the end of the week. And they will move some of those events to the poker room, some of the smaller ones. There is a horse tournament still that comes up on Tuesday the 17th. That is a 360 buy-in. And they'll be finishing up while the main event is uh, playing down to a final table. Uh, Phil Helmuth with the book signing on Thursday the 12th at 7, from 7 to 8 p.m. And... Uh, might slide over there and see if I can uh, have a word with Phil or not. Let's, we'll see what we can do. Uh, we're winding down the show. We do need to take one more break. We'll get to a couple of those newest items in the final segment, and uh, we'll return shortly. You're listening to Poker Action Line, and we'll be back with more of the show after this. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. The lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, and you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration, and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. Over there, over there's the water. Whoosh, whoosh. And look at all this stuff I'm standing on. It's called sand, and it's everywhere. This woman may sound silly to you and me. It's made up of little tiny pieces of rocks. Teeny little pieces of rocks. But to her two-year-old son exploring the world around him, <laughs> she makes perfect sense. How does it feel when you touch the sand? Is it warm? Uh-huh. It's hard to hold in your hand, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Learning starts long before school does, and children are naturally curious. 
they want to learn. So follow their lead. Take simple everyday moments like sorting laundry or playing on the beach and turn them into learning moments. Is this water? No. Very good. This is sand. Oh, no, no, it's not food. It's sand. We don't eat sand. <laughs> turn everyday moments into learning moments. Find out how at pornlearning.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Okay, final segment of the program. Big Dave tonight. Uh, have a few technical things going on here, so uh, Joe could not make it in, and uh, we cannot get him on by phone. So uh, hanging the show by myself, but I hope you enjoyed a couple of the interviews we ran tonight. Uh, we will give you one more update, if we can, on the uh, uh, the WPT Deep Stacks event over at the Seminole Hard Rock. Uh, one other tournament I wanted to mention was a new tour that's going on called Party Poker Live Millions. And they uh, just finished down in Punta Cana. Uh, Sam Greenwood had a great tournament there. And then he comes back and gets a victory uh, for a million uh, Euro- euros at the uh, the big high roller, the 51 euro high roller, 51k super high roller. Uh, he was one of the short stacks. Seven players left in the tournament on the feature table out of 57 entries. And came back with 600,000 chips in blinds of 250K, 500K. So he has one big blind, basically. Uh, doubled up, then doubled up several more times. All of a sudden, there's players out of the event, and he's heads up against Sergio Ido. And uh, they played for quite a while on the uh, head-to-head play. But uh, Sam Greenwood gets the win over there. He had actually uh, finished second to Fader Holtz in another 50K in Barcelona before, but he's from Canada. He gets the win uh, and wins uh, in U.S. dollars, $1.235 million. Patrick Antonius, who we haven't seen much of uh, in, la- in recent years, finished in third place in that one. That was uh, notable. And Keith Tilston, who kind of had a breakout tournament uh, at the uh, Aria, earlier this year at uh, those tournaments that were on TV not long ago. Uh, Keith Tilson gets the, gets fourth place there, winning 351000 So uh, that was an interesting thing there. A couple other news and notes I wanted to mention as we run down the stretch here. Uh, the Poker Players Alliance, if you may remember, John Pappas, the longtime executive director, stepped down uh, in February. And uh, I think they're all frustrated over there to just really not getting the uh, monetary support that they need to keep things going there. They've been a grassroots uh, organization for about uh, seven or eight years uh, trying to promote uh, online poker. Uh, people expect a lot. Poker players uh, you know, haven't really held them uh, responsible for not getting poker back uh, in most of the states. But uh, certainly they're not uh, sending a lot of dollars their way uh, as well, uh, Rich Muni stepped in. He was the former vice president for player relations. He stepped up, took over the executive director role, and first thing he did was he issued a call out to uh, the folks that uh, have supported them over the years, and asked for some monetary donations. Said they needed to raise twenty-five thousand to continue their operations for the coming year, and to hopefully get those in by March thirty-first. Well. Unfortunately, March 31st rolled around, and they raised a total of $6,000, $6,015. So uh, there hasn't been any word on whether they'll continue or not, but we've seen that uh, some of their Twitter feed has gone dark, and there's not been much action on there. Uh, There's not much on their website anymore. There is a handful of stories and a few things, but obviously they've lost their enthusiasm for it and uh, i would think that's probably a good chance that they're not going to be around i'd like to report differently uh certainly you can check out that site at www.theppa.org it's a place to go uh they've been they've worked hard and they've tried hard to uh, do what they can but a lot of people have accused them of being uh, one that pretends to be a grassroots group but is just an industry shill and i don't think that's fair but uh, a lot of their money came in from online sites and other poker interests, and recently they haven't been able to uh, raise the money from that sort of thing because, well, let's play face it, everybody's frustrated. I mean, obviously we got Pennsylvania through last year, and 
Uh, we have the three other states, but outside of that, a lot of people, uh, we just don't know what's going to happen. So they'll keep trying, and other places are trying as well. And some places are coming online and, and working at it. Uh, one of those places is Connecticut, where they have obviously the the big uh, two there, the uh, Foxwoods uh, and also the Mohegan Sun have been uh, two big poker rooms in Connecticut over the years. Drew a lot of people over the years from Boston and New York. And as some of those other states start to add casinos, uh, Boston in particular building the big uh, win casino, which we don't know if that will happen or not, but that is going up in Everett. And then uh, there's one in Springfield and a few other things. So uh, it certainly is cutting some of their business. So they're looking for alternative revenues, and they are talking now about uh, trying to get involved in legalizing online poker in the state of Connecticut. So uh, with a lot of deep dollars there, there could be a good chance for that to happen. So they are trying to push that through. Obviously, a lot of people are just simply waiting for um, the U.S. Supreme Court to make a decision on the uh, the law, the New Jersey lawsuit against the NCAA and the PASPA Act, the Professional and Amateur Sports Protection Act, which if uh, they get the decision they want in New Jersey, they'll have sports betting and probably uh, at states all over the country. So uh, that's liable to break any day now. We're waiting on the decision from the Supreme Court and ruling. And uh, for their write-up, the arguments were held last December, and the nine justices will make a decision now whether they uh, want to continue to ban sports betting. Uh, but we will find out what that happens. There could be several different ways they move on that. Uh, it could just give a limited decision and allow uh, sports betting in New Jersey alone. Uh, or they could open things up where everybody goes after it. So uh, the leagues, the NFL, and some of the other ones have uh, been fighting it for a while. But the latest thing I've heard is that the NBA and the NFL both want their piece of the pie, and they want to run sports betting on their sports. So uh, after years of being against it totally, we, uh, we could see that break open here in 2018. Uh, a couple other things I want to mention. Eric Danis, who has done a great job for the Global, Global Poker Index, has been uh, promoted. He is now the president of both the GPI and the Hendon Mob. He uh, received an award at the American Poker Awards this year, won the jury prize. And uh, he's worked hard and done a great job over the years uh, for Media Rex, which is the parent company for the GPI run by uh, Alexander Dreyfus. So while they haven't had another Global Poker League, they may have one again. We'll see. Um, there, there was uh, talk that maybe they will do it this year, and we'll see what happens. But uh, uh, Eric Danis uh, gets a, a well-needed uh, promotion there. And finally, the Poker Stars uh, uh, has introduced a new game called Split Hold'em, which is uh, just like Texas Hold'em, with the one uh, very key difference to two sets of community cards, uh, two rows of community cards, uh, two flops, and then a two turns and two rivers. So uh, when you have your hand and uh, you get you just one pair of whole cards, you have your just you play just like a regular game, except when they put the cards out on the board, there's two rows, and uh, you'll split the pots uh, between the two, just like you would in any high-low split game between a high and low hand, only this will be just two high hands. So we'll see if that catches on, an interesting uh, concept, and we'll see, um, you know, there's lots of uh, interesting uh, ideas and how that will work. Uh, will change your starting hands because you have an extra shot? Will you stand hands longer uh, and look to win? Or will you, uh, a lot of people haven't really picked up on the concept of how to play these split games end up uh, thinking, well, I'll take one, but basically you're not winning any, anything. You're splitting the pool, and and while you may pick up a few extra blinds and some people who stay in the hand, you're not making a whole lot of money unless you do unless you sweep both sides. So we'll see what happens. That's going to be coming up on, Spokers, on Poker Stars, and we'll uh, check that out as well. Anyway, that's the show for tonight. That's going to do it for us. Uh, next week we'll talk a little bit about a situation at the Heartland Poker Tour that a lot of, has a lot of people up in arms. Uh, they were running short on an event, weren't going to make their guarantee, and how they dealt with it uh, did not make a lot of people happy. So 
Uh, we'll try to get some uh, comments from some people over this weekend over that and uh, talk a little bit more about next week when Joe's back on the show and uh, look forward to uh, discussing that. Also, uh, the Women in Poker Hall of Fame finalists were announced. We talked about that last week. And uh, that vote coming up later this month, we'll keep an eye on that as well. That's going to do it. We appreciate you being with us here on the show. We'll uh, head back to the Hard Rock, probably not tonight, but probably get down there tomorrow and check out some things and uh, look forward to lining up some interviews we'll have for you next week. Thanks for being with us. Uh, Gio, thank you for all your help as well, as usual, on the show. And we look forward to having Joe back next week. Also working on some uh, upcoming shows uh, over the next few weeks, and we'll try to line up some guest hosts for you as well. That's going to do it. I'm Big Dave Lemon from South Florida, and we'll look forward to another edition of the show next week right here on Poker Action Live. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers are not necessarily those of the station, its owners, advertisers, or agencies.